Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. July 28, 2020. Stanley Rother. Punching out your own teeth. Decluttering. A TV series, a book, a couple articles, and a couple of podcasts. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hey, hey, how are you? I am doing quite well. Good. Quite well today. Wow. You can see behind us. Yeah. It is a rainy day, although it did not rain all day. It just started about an hour ago and I freaked out because my electric smoker was uncovered smoking meats you and I came flying I down ran the down stairs. the stairs like one of the dogs being chased. <laughs> Got all that under control. I think you even hopped the gate. I believe I might have, <laughs> as both of my now destroyed knees sing testament to. And so now we're sitting here having a cup of warm tea and some fresh crumpets. <laughs> yeah, it's just coffee. Or just some excellent coffee because I don't believe in tea. Right. I know you do. I don't hold that against you. Thank you. To each woman her own. And I appreciate your affirmation of it. Yeah. So it is July 28th. Yep. What do you got today? Hey, good. We got a fly in here. Even though it's raining. Kissed me right on the forehead. What a (laughs) sweetheart. (laughs) Well, fresh out of the gate, since it is July 28th. Happy feast day to Blessed Stanley Rother. Indeed. What a stud. Blessed Stanley Rother is uh, the first American priest to be beatified. They call it American or U.S. born? Do they delineate? Oh, first U.S. born. Okay. Thank you. That is the correct way to say it. I There's a lot of words going on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm a new Catholic, so I get confused sometimes. Uh, first U.S. born priest to be beatified by the Vatican. He is from a town... Uh, here in Oklahoma called Okarchi. It's one of those that if you read it, you wouldn't say it right. <laughs> Okarchi, small town Oklahoma. Yes. We love Blessed Stanley Rother. Um, he is a German Catholic. 
Kyle's family. There's a lot of German, Czech, Western right. Oklahoma. He's German, Catholic, agricultural, yep. all the things, mechanical, all that. And this is this is my family. Yes. Um, there is a fantastic, fantastic biography of him written by Maria Ruiz Gavrilanda. Mm-hmm. That's called The Shepherd Who Didn't Run. Listen, I don't care if you're Catholic. I don't care if you're Christian. It is a fantastic story of a man who stood up for what he believed in in very difficult times. He was ultimately martyred um, in Guatemala during the time of civil unrest there in the 80s. And like I'm 1980s. Yes, the 1980s. Not like. Well, you never know. Most of these instances are like forever ago. Yes. This is very recent in our lifetimes. That's a very good point. When you're talking about saints in the church, it Mm -hmm. very well could have been the 1780s. Who knows? Yeah, 80. Yeah, or in 80. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, But yes, in the 1980s. So he's a contemporary man. I mean, I love him. We have his pictures scattered throughout Mm -hmm. our house. Mm I have designed a rosary. He was kind of an inspiration. The very first Oddly rosary towards really, that you making rosaries. Yes, yes, designed. Yes. So I just highly encourage you to either read the book or there's also a short documentary film. It's probably what forty five minutes, maybe an yeah. hour, that you can find on YouTube to just learn about the life of Blessed Stanley Rother. <sighs> Building just, a shrine. Yes, here in Oklahoma City. Here in Oklahoma City, it's going to be fantastic. Yes. And currently, is it currently? They have the Museum of Stuffs of his. Is that still available? Yes, it is still available at the Pastoral Center for the Archdiocese here in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Very fascinating. Um, His personal effects and tells the whole story of his life. So anyway, July 28th is a very special day for our family, for our Archdiocese, for the state, and for Catholics everywhere, I think. so. Right on. Right on. All right. What else? Would you tell us about... Let's go back to the actual 1800s. Yes. <laughs> 1858. Sir William James Herschel is the first to use fingerprints as a means of identification. 1858. That is technology that is used to this day in many a true crime podcast right? I listen to. It's the sole reason I've sanded off my fingertips. Because <laughs> that wasn't fun. Well, that leads my mind down a dark path because I do listen to a lot of true crime stuff and there's some pretty gory things that happen uh, with victims so that, you know, they can't be identified by their fingertips. So mm-hmm. we won't go down that path. But isn't that fascinating? Some, some A technology discovery, a forensic discovery from the 1850s, we still use it today. Indeed. It does give me pause and make me think about, again, this is a little on the sort of gory side, but, you know, another means of identification is using dental records. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about this Which a lot. Which is why I've punched all my own damn teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dork. <laughs> but seriously... It's a lot harder than you think, too. It's hard to punch yourself. <laughs> Especially with enough force to really right? knock those teeth out. Um, I... <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> i to get my composure back. <sighs> it does. It makes you wonder, like, when did that first become a practice? When did they kind of realize, like, oh, hey, we could look at their x-rays that from their last dental visit. Hopefully you've been a good 
dental patient. Indeed. And we'll use those to identify. I don't know. Anyway, 1858 was certainly a milestone in forensic science. So if you're a true crayon, true crayon, Mm-mm, that's not a thing. True crayon. It's <laughs> that's what that's the portmanteau for a true crime fan. We just call ourselves true crayons now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And it fits because when you've punched your own teeth out, it's harder to enunciate words clearly. Gets a little mushy. Yeah. All right. So that's mine for today. What you got? Well, just a few short later's 1866. You'll be pleased to know that the metric system was legalized. And thank goodness it was. Thank goodness. We are, in fact, the only industrialized nation that has yet to widely convert to the metric system. <clears throat> but what they're referencing here, Article 1, uh, pro, well, prior to 1866, Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution gives Congress the power to coin money and stuff, but also to fix the standard of weights and measures. Okay. This is an actual U.S. Constitution. Yes. Okay. Um, and then in 1866... President Andrew Johnson signed into law that it would be, quote, lawful throughout the United States of America to employ the weights and measures of the metric system in all contracts, dealings, and court proceedings. Mm -hmm. It was permission. It wasn't requirement, any of that. Mm -hmm. And we stuck with it. All in all, it does seem like all of this railing against the common sense of the metric system stems from a thumbing of the nose to England. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Just still butthurt all these years later. We wow. are going to let go of it. Okay. But in fairness, at this point, the cost of conversion is not a small thing. NASA alone would require close to $400 million what? to convert. Think about all of the street signs, every map you've ever seen. Yeah. Everything, it's a problem. Golly, I now, guess I've never thought about the logistics of it. Possibly, though, possibly, we are building towards the ability to maybe slip that direction one day. Okay. Um, FDA, if you look at foods, FDA's list both weights. So there's no... There, it's like there's a slow phase in, maybe, of conversion. Okay. Um, NASA speaking of, had commented that at some point in the past, one of the massive failures of something that they'd launched into space was because, uh, on its own, because nobody at NASA would make a mistake, uh -huh. the, the machine swapped over and started using metric. <laughs> what? It's, it's like, I'm outside of U.S. borders, screw off. Metric. <laughs> and it started using metric, and it screwed all up and crashed. Oh, yeah. No, no humans on oh, it. Okay. It was, That's it was good, a, at least. A, a loss, lossless of lifeness situation. I'm something. Okay. All right. See, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. I do have something that I really am so excited to talk about. And it gives you a little insight, a little peek into my soul that talking about decluttering is something that I'm excited to talk about. It's an improvement of life. It is an improvement of life. And I want to talk about that directly. So you and I have a lot of conversations about efficiency because I'm self-admittedly wildly inefficient. And you're all about systems. So I like a good system. Yeah. And you're always like, you see the failure of my many systems and you're like, well, why don't you try this, try that? 
So one thing that you'd said recently was like, what if you took 15 seconds a day <laughs> to work on a mess? And I'm like, that's doesn't seem very efficient. 15 seconds. You're like, really? Try it. Like yeah. 15 seconds. And it was, the idea was literally grab a trash bag, yep. do what you can in 15 seconds. And then just set the bag down right there on the floor. Yeah, just leave that. it right there. Yep. And maybe tomorrow you'll come back and spend another 15 seconds until you can get rid of that bag. Right. You did set me up with this. Now I have the, the great thing about that is given me permission to feel like, okay, I don't need to devote a whole weekend to decluttering. I don't need to devote a whole day, a whole afternoon. You don't even have to make any tough decisions. Right. Exactly. And so I have been doing a lot more clearing off of things because there are a million, like any, you walk into any room in our house and just this pick is, a corner. This is hoarders. This is the only clear spot in our home. That's why you get no other, I'm just kidding. It is not even remotely like that. It's not, but they're just, seriously, every room has hot spots that need to be cleared off sure. and dealt with. So, Including my office. Well, yes, but you've been doing a good job of keeping it up lately. No, I work on a schedule. Yeah. Like once every 10 years, I throw <laughs> something away for and it, 15 seconds. <laughs> when you clean out your office, it's like, how much room do we have in the dumpsters? Because I'm coming yeah. with the trash bags. I have a... I have a few different things that are intensive because of business and hobbies and things that go on in there and stuff accumulates and my organization system is kind of the open, visible, I know where everything is, but eventually I reach a point and it's like, okay, I haven't touched that stack in long enough now mm -hmm. and it takes up some room to get rid of it. Exactly. It really does. Okay. So over the weekend... I decided to finally deal with something that has been bothering me for months and months. Really, ever since we moved, a big shift happened in our room because Nico is still in our room. We went from the bedside bassinet, um, which he had fully outgrown. Yeah. Fully. Draped over the edges of it. Yes. It like trying to yeah. rest a melon inside of a coffee cup. <laughs> to putting a pack and play next to the bed. But because of the way our room set up, I, the only way I can do it, it, it really blocks access to my closet. Stuff has accumulated. It's been a mess. But regardless of that situation, the top of my dresser has just been getting worse and worse and worse with stacks of things. And I would just well, set your, things on there. It was a work desk, it's, too. It's my work desk. I keep my perfume collection there, jewelry, stuff like that. And it was just bumming me out, honestly. Every time I looked at it, it was bumming me out. And I would it's that thing we've talked about. Every time I looked at it, I would feel a twinge of, I've got to deal with that, got to deal with it. So I, Nico took a, what, two and a half hour nap over yeah. the weekend, which is basically never it's happened. Phenomenal. And I took advantage of the fact that he was zonked out to get in there and start cleaning. So I grabbed a More than 15 bag. seconds. Yeah, it is. I mean, the, the great thing is I was like, I'm not good. I'm not going to stop after 15 seconds. I've got more than 15 seconds. But again, I don't feel like I have to tackle the entire room. We're I mean, just going to do right, the right. dresser top right now. And so I grabbed a trash bag because a lot of it was trash. And so I tidy, boom, 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 looks so much better. It makes my heart happy when I walk in there now. Here's the story I told you afterwards is that one of my biggest friction points when it comes to decluttering is that I get tripped up on, well, I already spent the money on this. I should keep it and use it or else I'm just wasting money. Now, I feel like my decluttering journey 
has been a journey because it used to be that I would not only do that, that and also hold on to sentimental things for way, way, way too long. And I still have a lot of sentimental stuff that needs to go because I would feel like it was going to hurt the gift giver's feelings when they probably don't even remember giving me the gift. Right. They re-gifted you the chip and dip at Christmas. and <laughs> That's a true story from our life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have moved past that. I can. I finally have come to a place of peace of being like, I can still honor this relationship and get rid of this thing that I'm not using. It's not beautiful or useful in my life. So having moved past that, I was able to realize this sunk cost thing, sunk cost fallacy. Is that a term that you use in your industry? Yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad psychology. Okay. Let's, you say more about what it is. Well, it's, it's the idea that you can't allow yourself to make a good decision or rather would root yourself and anchor into a bad decision because you spent money on a thing. And and this plays out in my industry in in financial stuff, investing quite often where somebody will buy, let's say they buy a stock in a company and it doesn't, and not only does it not do well, it does poorly Mm -hmm. and it goes way down in value. And and then there's this odd wrong psychology that, well, if I don't sell it, I haven't lost any money, which is not true. Mm -hmm. There is a, there is a net liquidation value daily on Mm -hmm. your things and, and yeah, so they rather than rather than taking good action, they just keep hanging on. And and so somebody, you you hear you hear some really crazy things in any business yeah. uh, if you're in it long enough. And I've had I've had clients that I've been in contact with that would you know, I may have suggested you know why don't why don't we get rid of whatever here? Oh no, I you know I bought that and I think it'll come back. And I had one instance in particular where somebody had owned a stock for 20 years and they called me the day that it finally went like just a little bit above what they originally spent on it, sold it, held it for 20 years. So they lost to inflation every year. Mm -hmm. I didn't take a life. I don't take a loss on anything. It's like, that's, uh, that's brilliant. Thank you. So the way this translates over then is in, in the instance of this person owning the stock, well, You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It, it cost them, in this end, it cost them a, an opportunity loss. Right. They actually lost money because the purchasing power of those dollars shrunk significantly. Almost, I mean, inflation, I think every 23 and a half years or something, inflation cuts the value of your money in half. So mm. they were pretty close 
to a 50% loss over 20 years in terms of real yeah. dollars. Yeah. Um, but the way this translates over in the, into the conversation we had, and it's, it's a absolutely a, what you call it a tenant that I apply to my own life is that when you have anything in your possession, it never stops costing. You may not be paying physical dollars, or you may, depending on what it is, like a home requires upkeep and all of that. Right. But even the items in your home, it has a daily cost. Yes, it does. It could be emotional. It could be time to yeah. upkeep all of that. So, yeah, I mean, decluttering can be a really freeing Right. Wealth creating, even if it's just a wealth of inner peace. Exactly. And so I had this epiphany moment as I was thinking back on all of this stuff I threw away. One thing was a bottle of lotion that I bought when Nico was a, an actual infant. So like almost a year ago? Over, well, yeah, about a year ago. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the smell and I didn't like the texture of it, but I had spent money on it. It was like a $12 bottle because, you know, all baby stuff is freakishly expensive. But I'd spent money on it, and I guess I had just kept it on my dresser, just thinking that either I would grow to like the smell or the texture would change. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I felt like I spent $12 on this. I'm obligated to keep it and use it. And finally, over the weekend, I was like, nope, and I just threw it away. And truly, when you said, the way you said it was just so profound to me. You were like, as long as something is in your possession, no matter how much you spent on it, you're still paying for it. Mm -hmm. And my whole dresser top was essentially the story of that, that all of this stuff, some of it was actual just like paperwork trash, but a lot of it was just stuff that just needed to go Yeah, that I was hanging on to because I felt like I felt obligated to it. I felt like it would be foolish to throw away something that I've already spent money on. But for you to help me change that perspective and be like, oh, you're still paying for that lotion. And I didn't even like the lotion. Damn it. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> but if you really want to, if you really want to embrace the inner nerd on this, Take your your monthly rent or mortgage payment. Take the square footage of your home. Take the amount of space required by the item, and that's that's the monthly lease payment minimally yeah. that you've got on that item. Yeah. And then additionally, if you've got to move that item every little bit right. to get two yes. other stuff, well, there's exactly. your labor wages and all of that. Who knows how many hundreds of dollars, well, not in a year's time, but for longer held items, how many hundreds of dollars thousands of dollars, depending on what it is, an item could rack up over time. And if it's bringing you no anything right. of value, right. it's a, it's a, you're almost a slave to the trash. Absolutely. Yes. And so that was such an epiphany for me to be like, oh my gosh, just because I spent money on it one time doesn't mean I have to keep paying for it. And again, I think for me, it's the, it is the mental thing of just seeing it there mm -hmm. Um, or just like the having to shift it around, you know, if it's like a little knickknack or something, you're having to dust it, you're having to, you know, all yeah. of these things. So anyway, I felt so excited. I feel very liberated to be able to make even more quick and precise and efficient decisions when it comes to doing decluttering, because now I'm no longer obligated to the sentimental items. I can mm -hmm. let those go in whatever way they need to be let go of. And I can let go of things that I bought that I'm just not using. It just didn't pan out. You you combine that with your other recent discovery that if you have a box full of stuff that isn't yours, 
and you offer the other family members, would you like to take care of these or are you done with them? And they're like, uh, can't be bothered. We may tear this home down to the studs and yeah. just start all over before it's all said and done, just because that those two things could make it so much easier. So much easier. So that'd be fine by me. Sounds like a thundering herd upstairs. Yes. Is it real thunder or the thundering that herd? That was the herd. Yes. I could tell. That one was uh, one of the brothers. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Okay. Well, let's move into... Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I have a few today. Okay. Um, I have been watching the show Kingdom. Mm -hmm. This is, my word, I'm going to have to abuse children on video, aren't I? <laughs> um, whew. I've been watching the show The Kingdom. I've been watching it on Netflix. I believe it's also on Prime. It's not an original oh. or anything like that. Okay. This is network television, I oh, would assume. Oh, dang. Okay. Um, and it ran from 2014 to 2017. Okay. There's four seasons-ish or something, 40 episodes. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's interesting. And I went from mildly interested, mm -hmm. like this is just something to... Put on the TV mm -hmm. to a little bit intrigued to I'm I'm officially a fan. Okay. At this point, yeah. Um, it's a look at it's fictional for sure, right? But it, it's uh, the the gist of the story is you've got a retired MMA fighter who became a trainer, opens a gym. Um, he's, you know, he's got the people that he's training. He's got family members who are also involved and. A uh, terrible, messy ex-wife thing going on. A mm -hmm. couple of sons that are training yeah. uh, and fighting. And then all of the weirdities of... I, you really want to see something interesting. You look at how a new sport unfolds. Mm -hmm. And I know that in the grand, or maybe rather the short term, the more tunnel vision view, this isn't a new sport. It's been around for a couple decades. But this is... A brand new sport when right. you start looking at how long, you know, boxing or whatever. Roman wrestling. Right, right. <laughs> and I remember when it when it was first becoming something other than you know people parking their vehicles in a circle with the lights pointed in the middle and fighting out in the parking lot of somewhere illegally. Mm -hmm. um, to see rule structures come into place to. You know, the original people that, that are going to participate in that, they actually found them through just having tough man contests and wow. tryouts. And it was ultimately, is this person healthy enough that they're not going to die in the ring? Right. Nobody was really trained for something that broad mm -hmm. in terms of all the different things allowed. And the early fights were... Anyway, that's a whole travel path down MMA. But uh, it's still fledgling. Yeah. And and so there's a lot of things going on that they haven't had time to find out how to regulate and have oversight on and all of that. And you're getting some exposures to the seedier side of what's going on here. It is very gritty. Yeah, it is. But, I've seen just enough not, of it to be like... Oh. Right, not because of fight scenes right. in the cage. That's... That's the organized part. Yeah. If you are a an HSP... I would recommend that you do not watch this. Yeah, there's been some tough parts. It, there are. They bring in some really tough humanity. Mm -hmm. I, I guess probably part of the reason that it started to really shine to me, when I was coaching 
we recruited some kids out of really rough home lives. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these a lot of these characters on this show had that. And so what may seem sensational to some in terms of things they're dealing with, I'm like, no, I, I knew three kids that had that go on. I've, exactly. I've seen this. It is real. Yes. So. I will say the parts I haven't, I've only seen scenes here and there. Um, but what I have seen, the writing and the acting are freaking excellent. Yes. yes. Entirely believable. I feel like the writing is exceptional in that, you can get totally lost in the story and you're not like thinking like, well, that's weird that they would say that or that this character would do that. Like you can track with mm -hmm. what they do with character development. Um, and that the acting is exceptional. There are a few yes. actors on there that I'm just like, Holy wow. Right. Where's this person been yeah. forever? Where, how have I not seen them before? Right. Because there's a few that I've never seen. Before. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely gritty with a capital G-R-I-T-T-Y. Indeed. Are you watching anything? Um, not right at this moment. Okay. Um, read. You've got a couple reads, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, just a reminder, go read The Shepherd Who Didn't Run by Maria Ruiz Scaberlanda. That is a great book. You can find it on Kindle and Audible and, of course, in print form. It's a super fast read. Too. Yeah, it is. Very fast. Very fast. Um, also, of course, we were just talking about Taylor Swift's folklore album, We Like Everyone Else, um, globally. So, of course, you know, there are think pieces out by the music critics. I read two that I thought were really good. There's one at the New York Times and one at Pitchfork. I really appreciated the Pitchfork one because Pitchfork, you know, can stereotypically be a little bit snobbish about music. Okay. Um, but I feel like their review was very positive. Will um, you put links to that? Yes. In the Facebook group. I will. Tomorrow. I absolutely today, will. After this drops. It's I, already dropped. <laughs> Something. Man, that whole thing got really I will, confusing. I will swim through time and space. Do this. Just to share the linkage. Yeah, do that. Um, Don't punch your own teeth out, though. But, you know. There's nothing illegal about posting this. <laughs> and it doesn't even involve the metric system. That's right. Anyway, those are both good write-ups. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of others, but I just happen to come across those. So, yeah, good reads. Cool. I've got two listens okay. for the day. All right. Um, and I've got to scroll my notes and actually read these backwards because okay. sequentially, that's important to me. It is important to you. You're very orderly. I, I've... I was looking today, I was searching today for something to listen to on uh, a podcast, listening. Somebody honked the horn. Now I'm freaking out. Uh, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> Even the dogs aren't freaking out. Right? <laughs> so there were a couple bums in the list, got called early, threw them out. I probably should have written the name down just so I could say, hey, don't, you know, don't, don't probably waste your time with these. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't check out Park Predators after I recommended it on the show. You know what? I can't remember if I listened to part of that yesterday or not. I, I've seen it. I know where it is. Yeah. And it's it's on my list to go through. Okay. Um, oftentimes, I don't set out maybe absolutely to find a thing. Oh, sure. I'll yeah. be going through and I'll see something and be like, oh, you're... I and do. I make guttural Listen, noises and... I'm tracking with yeah. you. That's how I find new podcasts a lot of the time, too. So, yeah. So, I've, I've listened to Scientology Fair Game. There is one episode of that out now. This is with Leah, is it Rimini? Yes. Leah Rimini, who is an actress, right? Mm -hmm. She was on something with Kevin James and different shows and stuff. King of Queens, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and Mike Rinder, who mm -hmm. I'd never heard of before. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike was raised 
a Scientologist, like okay. from age six on, and in his words, escaped the organization when he was 52. And he had actually climbed the ranks pretty good within there. Okay. Um, Leah was also raised as a member. She left in 2013. Mm -hmm. The two are now advocates against Scientology. And in the title, the words fair game, that references specifically how Scientologists deal with or supposedly used to deal with, but deal with uh, anyone who might try to publicly oppose them. Okay. It started out as something actually a, a written instruction from L. Ron Hubbard. Okay. Um, now, according to uh, Leah and Mike, the same thing is still in practice. They've just changed the name of it, and they don't call it fair game anymore so that they can, without lying, you know, tell the media, no, we don't have anything called fair game. Yeah. Um, now, there's only one episode up. Okay. And I'm really curious to see where it goes because I feel like there's some strong potential here. But as many first episodes go, it was pretty unstructured. It felt like just a long-form introduction. Okay. Um, so almost... Like there was, you know, episode 00, zero to introduce it, and now this is 00-B or something. Okay, yeah. Um, but I'm, and I'm, so I'm going to withhold judgment. I don't know if I can be patient or have enough memory to remember every week to go back and check for a new episode or not, because I just typically don't subscribe to stuff mm -hmm. because I'm a turd. Yep. I also don't, don't review things, things unless, <laughs> unless it's really good and somebody asks me to. Or if I'm just a regular participant and the person or people who run the show say, hey, would you mind taking just a little bit of time just for a, just a little, little review in there? Doesn't have to be anything special. Somewhere in the neighborhood of four to five stars and a word, yup, something like that. It works. <laughs> it does it work. helps. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And I guess as a tack on to the read, uh, Mike Render has a blog, which okay. is literally Mike, and it's R-I-N-D-E-R is his last name. And his blog is MikeRendersBlog.org. Super so, clever on that. Pretty simple to find, and there's it looks interesting. Okay. If I had more free time today, I would have dug through his blog a little bit more. Mm -hmm. It looks interesting. Yes. Um, yeah. Second listen, mm -hmm. and this one had more episodes, and I'm three or four in. I think I've got to go back and listen to the fourth one because I got that was when uh, Megan texted and said, "Hey, is the smoker okay in the rain?" And I lost my mind and <laughs> dove down the stairs and all that. Um, this is called Deep Cover: The Drug Wars. This is a true story mm -hmm. of an FBI agent in Detroit uh, who, in the '80s, he goes undercover into an outlaw motorcycle gang, makes a series, and this is their words, makes a series of bizarre discoveries that inadvertently lead to the U.S. invasion of a foreign country. Oh, my. Now, if you listened to Wind of Change, and if you haven't, you, you need should. to. It's yes. really good. So good. In Wind of Change, they took a look as part of that into a major U.S. drug trafficking thing that went on, mm -hmm. and this is the same trafficking thing that's being referenced, which would then involve, uh, was it Noriega or whatever yeah, I think Noriega. That's Central right. America mm -hmm. problems. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a few episodes in. Like I said, it isn't yet outstanding. It right. could be, mm -hmm. and it, it may end up being, yeah. but it's pretty good. My only complaint, and I'm nitpicky, 
I don't just give out the the glowing. No, you don't. For anything, right? Um, I don't really like the the host and this or the yeah the host and this is a personal thing. I'm not yeah. saying you won't like him. Yeah, I don't like him. He's he's just a little bit cocky, mm -hmm. and I don't know enough about him to say well he warrants behavior that way. He may be a turd, or he may deserve to be a little bit cocky. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Certainly, he's no Professor Snape at this point. But <laughs> so that—that's the only thing. But I can tolerate that because the story's pretty interesting. The and I'm, I'm terrible names. The the FBI agent who this centers around. Um, he has a book. He's since passed away. He has a book that's out there that I might end up going to read because they're the voice actor they have that's reading uh, interview notes as though. Mm -hmm. You know, the conversation's going on. He sounds like a pretty interesting cat. Okay. Yeah. Those FBI agents, they have stories to tell. And CIA. You can't really get the CIA agents to tell their stories. So. Right. Right. Not on, <laughs> not on tape, anyway. Which is one of the things that made Wind of Change so fascinating. Just the few snippets of inside peeks into the CIA were well worth the price of admission, which was free, by the way. Yes. Yes. Other than the time. Yeah. That's true. Okay, lifestyle-wise, decluttering when, first of all. Yes. I hope that if any of you need a decluttering shot of inspiration, just knowing that when you hang on to something just because you paid for it, you're still paying for it. I hope that that resonates. Um, so of the day, I'm finally working into my last samples from my Nui Cobalt Designs. This is called, oh man, this is called Frost on the Whiskey, which it's almost gone. It is. It's very light. I like it. It's a very nice and bright scent, and I forgot to look at the notes on this one. The only bad thing is this is like my third application of the day. It just oh, really? fades so yeah. fast, almost to the point where I'm like, what is even the point? I find so. that issue sometimes with, with things that I tend to like. Yeah. I guess I fall in love with the top notes, and they're gone an hour later. Yeah. This is just, it does not have much staying power at all. I like it. I like what has remained um, after the top notes faded, but it's it's just been really, it's too subtle for me. Like, I feel like if I'm going to go to all the trouble to think about and put a scent on, I want it to travel with me through the day, and this one just did not have the staying power. Do they make the perfumer's equivalency of the beer hat? Where you can just... Just mount you a couple of bottles in there yeah. and hit a spritzer throughout the day, maybe even Bluetooth it and have an iPhone app oh, that just dang. refreshes it for you on a schedule. Will you please invent, invent I that will invent in your that. copious free time? I will invent that. Okay, good. We're well, going to probably employ babies and have them sit on your shoulders and play with the bottle and just spill it on you. And... <laughs> I can testify that that would yeah. be highly effective. You won't have any perfume left. Right, and you got to feed the toddler. Yeah, that's or true. baby, either one. Toddler may be a little heavy, depending on your strength, and depending on the size of your baby. Ours yeah. is the size of a kindergartner, so it's, tr it's true. It's true. <laughs> in weight, not in height. All right, I guess that's all we have for today. Well, it's a pretty good day. Pretty good day, I'd all say. Right. Well, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye bye. Bye. Legalization of the metric system was not a requirement to use it. The same applies to marijuana. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.